Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome to my podcast. We've never officially done a podcast episode. She just said she's nervous. I'm like, I feel nervous all of a sudden too. (laughs) We're like, what are we accidentally going to say to get ourselves in trouble? No. Um, Okay, Vanessa, I honestly um, don't know why it's taken us. Well, I've had the podcast for two years. You were there at the very beginning of the podcast. Um, You and my friend Ayush uh, are, are the two who helped me create the show. You were sitting there with me as we were fumbling through everything, figuring it all out. So you, you really know what um, it's taken for me to get to, to this point in the podcasting uh, portion of my life. But also you and I have evolved in our lives. And that's why I felt like now was such a beautiful time to finally have you on the show. Because with the rebrand and the new name change called Unscripted, I felt like, yes, I know that we've been walking different paths, but alongside each other, been able to share stories, transition stories, life stories. And I just thought, what a fun way to like showcase. This is like one of those times where people are like, if you're listening to this, you're like, you're going to have a great conversation with a girlfriend and you're like, oh, we should have recorded that. It would have been a great podcast episode. This is that friend for me. And so here we are recording an episode with really just the intention of you getting to meet her and fall in love with her like I have. Give them a little backstory, who you are how we met maybe. And then, you know, whatever, whatever comes up, I feel like it's hard to give a bio on, on, on yourself. And it's really hard to like give a bio on your best friend. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I love all of our conversations and they usually last way longer than a podcast episode. So I will try to keep it short. You and I met only three years ago and we actually met at line at Starbucks at a Lori Harder event. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you came up, our mutual friend, Monica, told me about you and told you about me and you came and said hi to me. I was standing in line and then I lived in Hawaii at the time. That's right. So that was the end of that. And then I moved back in 2000. 19 at the end of 2019. And then you and our mutual friend Kelly were getting together and I met you two at a coffee shop in PB. Which is, you want to know a funny part of that? You and then the three of us ended up doing the book with Lori Harder. That's how we kind of got a little groups segment together. And then you and I kind of bonded over the things we were sharing in the book. And then we took off on our own little friendship. And here we are. I can't believe that was three years ago. What a great way to form a relationship as an adult was through that book because we started our friendship going deep. Yeah. There was no fluff. It was going deep diving into some, you know, important questions, but serious questions. And that's how we bonded. Yeah. What a great way to start a friendship. A hundred percent. And for anybody listening, the context of that book is creating deeper, meaningful friendships. It's called... A Tribe Called Bliss by Lori Harder. How did I not, like, if you happen to ever watch the video of this, I have a stack of the books because she is such a huge mentor of mine. And I know you've looked to her for years as well, just for guidance and, and watching someone go before you who are, is, is having these conversations around friendships and what it looks like to navigate adult female 
friendships and adult female conversations and adult female like acceptance into who you're becoming in your life. And I think that's one of the cool things is, yes, we did start off on a very like vulnerable, open foot, but also I've learned so much from how real and upfront and honest that you are. I thought maybe I was only one of those people who was like that. And so meeting a friend who like matched that energy and maybe even like had a little bit more of it than me allowed me to be like more myself. And so I think through our friendship of really always coming from a place of like, what do you need? You know, like, how can I be a better friend to you? But then also being okay with telling you what, what's going on in our lives and just having this place where there's no judgment. It's really just knowing that if there's any conversation around a topic, like we know before the conversation starts, if we get triggered, that's because that person really just wants to help us or see, help us see things in a different way. And so you'll, you'll get to meet our other friend, um, Nubia in the future. She'll be on the podcast soon, but the three of us have these epic conversations between one-on-one or the three of us in group or through text messages or whatever. And it, it just came to me where I was like, I have to stop having these in private. And I begged the girls to create some time in their schedule to be like regular co-hosts with me on this show, because with the rebrand of the podcast going from Beauty Inspires Beauty to Unscripted, my mission was really just to help share stories of women in transition at any phase of their life. And you're in a beautiful phase right now. You've become a mother in the last year. Emma just turned one. And it's so cool to get to watch someone's evolution in the process of when I met you, you were single. Like you had just moved back from Hawaii. You were in such a different space in your life. So Like, again, we could deep dive in. But so we met on that premise of the book and we started to share deep conversations and get real raw and honest. And I think that's was one of the foundational pieces that a lot of people skip over in relationships and in friendships as they go straight for the, okay, now we're friends, but we never really got to have hard conversations of like different things. And that book is one of those great tools that allows you to do that. So let's talk about that for just like a second. In your experience with past friendships, like we can just jump right in. Not having had that foundation, what were some of the differences you noticed if you were to compare things? Not in like a, in a, you know, comparison bad way, but in a comparison way of like what was good and what is better now that you have been able to have those deeper relationships with us? Yeah, good question. Well, most of my friendships were made in bars and clubs. Mm-hmm. So I owned a boutique spa specializing in cellulite reduction and lymphatic drain for women for 13 years. So inside that, container, I had beautiful relationships and conversations with women who were much older than me. But as in my day-to-day relationships with other girls and women were at nightclubs, partying, drinking under the influence. So there was no going deep. And so until I actually started doing the own internal work on myself, that's when I started forming these higher level friendships with other women. Yeah. So, so different. No, I'm not saying that it's wrong or it's bad to meet friendships in bars and clubs. And I still have a couple of really good girlfriends that were, that I met at that time. But the more work you do on yourself and you heal yourself and the more boundaries you set for yourself, you're going to start attracting different friendships. Definitely. You're going to want to have different relationships with those friends and you'll learn very quickly if those people are able to hold you in different spaces in your life or if they're they're just there for the good times. And I think the older we get, I think at some point it was hard to realize like that one friend couldn't be your go-to person for like these deep vulnerable conversations. They were only the person you called on Saturday when you knew 
you needed that one person who was down to go out with you. Right. And I think as I've gotten older, and that was a lesson I learned from an old boyfriend was to compartmentalize different people. And at first I was very resistant to that idea that people went in different boxes and that we'll just use boxes in an analogy, but it's true. And it, it goes back to the old saying of like one person can't like meet all of your needs in like, say a partnership or even in a friendship. And so I think knowing that it eased the stress that I was putting on the other person to be my end all be all person. Right. And that alone allows you to see the value in which they do bring and not the things that they're not doing. So instead of getting rid of those friends, right. That don't, that aren't able to go deep with you or they haven't done the work, you are able to see them for what they add to your life versus the opposite. So I think anybody listening is probably like shaking their head saying, yeah, that's, I have people like that. I just have never really been able to put words to it. And I think sometimes we think on our evolution of like leveling up that we have to maybe get rid of people, but you know, you and I are really strong with our boundaries and our non-negotiables and a lot of habits that we have created not easily, but we've created in order to support us from going back to say a life that didn't support where we wanted to be anymore. Those good old days where they were good. They were fun. They were fucking awesome. (laughs) They were great. They were great. And I'm so, and I still have some people kind of around, but as you grow, you don't need to have conversations of like, Hey, I'm going here and you're not going there. So we can't be friends. No, you, you don't need to have that conversation. But your life is just going to evolve and naturally you will separate from those people. Right. Right. And so, and you know, then I still have lunch sometimes with a couple girlfriends who, who, you know, I don't see regularly and the conversations just don't uplift me. It's like, we're still having these conversations. Okay. Well, I can't sit. I can't sit here. I was like, good, good to see you, but I can't sit here anymore because this superficial, surface level conversations just don't feed my soul anymore. Right. And sometimes we're not honest with ourselves after we leave situations like that. It's almost like somebody invited you. So you feel obligated to say yes, because maybe you haven't seen them in a long time. And then you don't even stop to check in with how you're feeling when you leave, but it can show up in forms of like resentment of your time or resentment of like them not being who you need them to be. Whereas you may need to just recognize that you have needs that can't be met by that person. And that doesn't make them wrong or right, but that's up to you to go find other people for the place that you're at now. And I think, you know, you and I both invest a lot of our time into podcasts and books. And we did that long before we were able to say invest into programs like one of Lori Harder's Bliss Project events, where we actually got to meet each other. That was a room full of, I don't know, three, 400 women who were all looking to connect with some sort of tribe. Her events are all based around other women who want to connect and collaborate. What I mean, it, it was called, a, you know, the bliss project. So finding your bliss, like, what did that even mean? I was like, finding your happy, like, I am happy. And I remember, I don't know about you or what your experience was like in that room, but she had given me a personal invitation the first time I went because she she and I had done some in-person fitness camps together. And she was like, hey, I have this event. You should come. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So I go to this big, huge event, three, 400 people. And I've told this story before on this podcast. And I remember I didn't go with anybody. I just was like, I'm, I guess, brave is the right word or stupid. I don't know. Enough to go sit in the room by myself. We'll use brave. I got a hotel room by myself and I remember sitting in that room and there were a few amazing speakers that came on and she came on. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then she had a workbook for us and different speakers had different like activities or exercises in the back. And there was a portion that she ran around like, what do you want? Who are you? What are your goals? And 
I found myself like excited to start filling them out. And then there was like this pause before I was writing. I'm like, I don't think I actually know what I want. And I don't, I actually went into that room thinking, I don't need new friends. I already have friends. And I thought that's probably not the best way to think about your life. Like I'm good right where I'm at. Like you don't, you don't want anything more for your life. And so it really made me stop what I was doing, which was really just this repetitive cycle of trying to prove my worth through the things I was doing at the salon and recognize like, no, but what do I want? Not what does everybody else want for me? Or what do my clients want from me? Like, what do I want? What kind of life do I want to live? What kind of goals do I want to set? And being in that room for full of other women who were like open and that energy was flowing. I went home from that. I felt a little bit lower than maybe I, I thought I was going to feel, but it unlocked something in me that was craving to come out anyways. Like that voice inside of you. That's like, is this as good as it can get without feeling shame around I don't appreciate what I already have. Right. So I think a lot of us get stuck on that. So what was your experience? Like, how did you find the the bliss events? My takeaway was, and I think a common topic at these events are not feeling like you're good enough, mm. not feeling like you're worthy. And, you know, and you do, you, you were meant to walk away from these events, feeling some kind of way, like, not really like you feel on top of the world because of the energy and the, the connections that you've made, but you're also digging deep and you're trying to figure out why you keep attracting the same type of romantic partner or why you don't have enough money um, or why maybe you keep getting sick or you're overweight or all these things that usually are tied to some emotional emotions that are tied to the past. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... That is something that I've, I've had to work through because my father wasn't around when I was younger. So not feeling like I was good enough um, has always been something that I've had to work through. I love these events. They make me feel so good. And at the same time, it's like, okay, I have this work. To do. Yeah, I know. And that, I think if you can appreciate the beauty in that, um, you have to know the dark to appreciate the light. Like it's one of those things like, in order to see things for what they really are, sometimes you got to go to different places you've never been. And I think that's what I mean when I was in that room that I was at that place where I was not pretending necessarily, but I was, I was getting by, I was doing enough based off of what I had experienced, right? Same for me. My dad wasn't around either. And I think there's things that when you start to get a little bit more confident sharing your story around what your life was actually like, that you can find other women who relate to you. That's how, you know, you and I connect on a lot of stuff like that. And realizing that there's actually words to go with your feelings, right? Unworthiness. I don't know that I'd ever use that word. Maybe I said things like, I don't, I don't think I'm smart enough, or I don't deserve that, or I haven't done enough to like get there yet. So therefore I don't deserve it. Right. Or I'm unworthy of those things or being loved like that because I've never experienced it. A lot of times it's not even like, we don't have words until you start doing a deep dive. Those words, you don't even know that you have this problem. It just shows up in your relationships and it shows up in your health and it shows up in your day to day maybe like results of having things or not having the things that you want. So like, I didn't even know I had abandonment issues until I was like two years into my personal development. And I was like, Oh yeah, I, that makes sense. And then I abandoned myself by doing drugs and drinking alcohol and choosing wrong partners. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, you don't really sometimes realize that you have an issue with something until you start reading the book or listening to the 
podcast and these different ideas start coming at you. Right. And then to have the ability to have friendships that you can share these moments of clarity with, but then it's like, then the work starts. Like then now, now that I know, what do I do? And to be able to be held with friendships that you can work through that kind of stuff is, is one of those things that maybe you're listening right now and you're like, fuck, I don't have friends like that. And I don't have a safe space to like, kind of start to unlock and peel back the layers of what, what my feelings really are around certain things and why I behave certain way or why I'm calling things in or repelling things from coming in. And that's why to me, this podcast is so important and why having this conversation with Vanessa and you listening right now to me is so important because maybe we are the two people you need to hang out with from time to time when we put episodes out. So you can be a part of our conversations too. And these conversations can go deeper through the DMS or through email or through social or whatever. And you know, we're only here to share our stories and our viewpoints because it's real. It's what we're actually feeling. And if the two of us can relate on this level, which we have other friends also that we know that we're not alone and therefore it gives hope to like, okay, so I can re rethink this thought or I can reframe how I behave. What are some things that I can do to kind of start to feel more worthy of love? Is it giving it to myself? Is it allowing other people to see me for who I really am and to express this part of me so that they know that I need this from them? I think it's it's in that. It's in the power of asking or just being really clear about who you are and what you need. I think we think people know what we're thinking and it's just unfair, especially in relationships. And now that you're married, I'm sure you experience that. Like, how do you not know what I'm thinking? How do you not know what I want? <laughs> so... I think, yeah, you, that's just a beautiful example of coming to terms with something as you start to dive in to do the work where maybe you didn't really know what would come up. And it's just being open to exploring those those behaviors that you, you knew the behaviors were there, but you didn't know why. Right. And it's like, then what? Then what do you do to start to like change the way that you're showing up? So what are some things that you discovered as tools along the way that you use to sort of kind of break through some of that old pattern? Meditation, it's important for me to be like calm. I just wanted to be in a calm state because growing up, it wasn't necessarily like that. And so just to just like be calm, quiet my mind so I could get answers. You know, if you're constantly, you know, chattering with yourself and listening to toxic commentary, then you don't, you can't sit there and, and receive what God wants to tell you. So meditation has been huge. EFT tapping. Don't know what I would do without that emotional freedom technique. You know, it's just tapping. You're just changing your subconscious thoughts, reframing it to positive. That has been a lifesaver for me. And then just listening to different people, different perspectives, reading different books and being able to share my story without shame, realizing that everybody has a story. Nobody has lived a perfect life. And when we can share our story and be vulnerable, we're giving permission to other people to also be vulnerable and show up as themselves. So then you start building more meaningful conversations of like, oh, she's acting like that. Okay. I'm going to let my guard down. Right. So um, journaling, I am affirmations have been huge for me. Um, the way we change our subconscious mind is through repetition. So every morning I take out my journal and I write out, I am affirmations focused on how I want to show up and how I want to feel. 
every single morning, probably, I mean, for years, I do it. Some people get bored, but if you want results and if you want certain things to happen in your life, then you just have to do the things. Yeah. Repetition is just another word for consistency in my mind, right? So and you and I both love to work out. We love to pay attention to how we feel in our bodies. And I think that's always the best example, right? One healthy meal is not going to get you skinny and one bad meal is not going to make you fat. So one negative thought's not going to, you know, take you all the way down. But imagine if you had the ability to rethink your thoughts or rewire the patterning of your thoughts by simply just journaling. I am affirmations of how you want to feel and what you want to be thinking about and focus on for the day. I think the power in journaling is really there. And I, I find that I crave it in the mornings. I can't wait to go sit on the couch and quiet my mind because if you're a go-go person like us, like a lot of women, we like to get shit done and we have a lot of tasks that need to get done throughout the day, whether it's just work or relationships or kids. And to be able to carve out that time, whether it's first thing in the morning or the evening, or if you're really an overachiever, both really helps solidify that. But what do you do in those journal moments? That's what matters too. Sometimes it's just free writing, but sometimes there's some real tools and techniques that you can use if you're feeling stuck or if you really want to create some change in how you're showing up. If you don't focus on what you want for the day, how are you going to get focused, right? I mean, if you're just on on the rinse and repeat, like things will stay exactly the same. And if that's where you're at, cool. But if you're desiring change and you want a deeper level of, you know, whatever that in your life, you got to be able to do these things. And I think these are all really simple, basically free tools and techniques that you can use. EFT, you can look that up online or you can reach out to Vanessa. Meditating, everyone does it a little bit differently. There's some amazing people out there that teach on meditation. If you need to start somewhere, I think guided meditations are really beautiful. There's a lot of really powerful um, intention setting ones that you can sit with, but also in order to create that space to meditate, like put yourself in situations where you can actually try to quiet the mind or focus on those I am statements as a way to meditate until you get to the place where you can be still and just let your thoughts come and go. But the vulnerability piece that you shared, like it first starts with us, right? Like you have to get vulnerable with yourself what you're feeling, what you're going through and what, what, what's missing before you can look to outside sources to kind of fill that cup up. So, you know, the three of us, newbie included, we all kind of went on this little journey alone, but together we were sharing little bits of it. And it's so beautiful because in three years, like we, so much has happened. So walk me through, like when I met you, you had just moved back from Hawaii. You were just starting your photography business and life is vastly different now, three years later. So walk us through like, how that kind of, what that looked like. I think that's an important piece of people getting to know you moving forward when we start talking is where you came from, like your story. And though that relationship ending in Hawaii wasn't your beginning of your story, I think it was a good, it's a good place to start based off that statement you made earlier around like unworthiness and how you may have ended up in that relationship. And then when the time was right to leave it, to move back here. So I got into that relationship because I was tired of going out every weekend and doing drugs and drinking alcohol and just like, it was, I was exhausted. I got down on my hands and knees. I prayed like I had never prayed before. And I started dating my ex-boyfriend who I had been friends with for four years. We started dating. I moved to Hawaii with him. He was in the military. He got stationed out there. I was like, good, sold my business moved out to Hawaii. I had never been there before, but I literally had to be taken out of this place that had made me sick and move to an Island where I didn't know anybody, you know, to, to heal 
to start healing. And I had no idea that this was going to be my journey. So I just did a deep dive. I did a lot of, a lot of healing, a lot of workshops, a lot traveling. And then I started praying different. And that's when I started the I am affirmations. And I was really unattached to how things were going to happen. And I was just focusing on how I wanted to feel. I don't care how it happens. This is just, this is how I want to feel. This is how I want to show up. And I'm okay with whatever comes my way. So my ex and I broke up. I moved back to San Diego and I started a photography business. And uh, then COVID happened. And I started dating my, my husband. And again, I was writing out like things I wanted to feel. How do, how do I want to show up in a relationship? What do I want? And I started praying for a marriage. I don't want just a relationship. I want a marriage and how I wanted that relationship to be. And, uh, I, my started dating my husband who I've known since I was 11. And at first I wasn't, I wasn't interested. I was like, no, no, no. I had this idea of this person and, um, at the end of the day, it he's different than I thought I was would be with, but he's everything. Mm-hmm. The how, the how of the how of the feeling was not your concern. It, you're now in those feelings of the I want the marriage. I I want to embody what it's like to be in a partnership that's healthy and thriving and very much a partnership. I think you are a great partner, and to find someone that values what you bring it was really important to you, but it wasn't necessarily the way you were saying it originally. I think you wanted an equal match of energy and you were unsure how that was going to come. So you threw some things out there like, Oh, it'd be nice if it was like this and like this and really specifically like this. But then, then Michael came along and it was like, well, that's not exactly what I thought, but I wasn't clear about that part. But so I don't know. And I remember, you know, Nubia and I being encouraging, like, just go spend time with someone who is genuinely interested in who you are as a human, could be your next best friend, or maybe who knows. And it's funny when you become unattached, like you just said to the outcome of spending time with somebody or fully letting yourself be yourself in a space to see how that person matches your energy. And that could be in a relationship with a a significant other or a friendship too. You know, when you allow yourself to be fully seen, they get the opportunity to say, I'm all in, or that's a hell no. And I think, you know, the more vulnerable you got, the more open you were, the more he was like, yes, yes, yes. And you guys had deep conversations around, can you, you know, be this type of person for me in my life. These are the things I've experienced. This is the type of behavior like that normally goes south sometimes for me or how I behave. Like, can you hold space for that so we can do this work together? Because you're full ever to think that we we figured it all out. Oh, through meditation, you know, journaling and tapping, I now can be with anybody. I will never get triggered. I will never have issues. I will never feel unworthy ever. No, obviously not. And so he is literally the perfect person. Like, I guarantee there's never a day where you feel unworthy of being loved by him or unworthy of having the life that you have. In fact, it's the opposite where you're like, hello. (laughs) Yes, I am that bitch. So, you know, and I think it's, it's been so cool to watch as your friend too, because, you know, you can always see the greatness in your friends. You can always see the things that they deserve to have because of the way that they show up too. And everyone's deserving of love and everyone's deserving of a great life and partnership and all the things, but are they willing to also match that energy back? Cause we can want all the things in our life, but you have to be ready and open to roll with however that that's going to be. And a lot of times it's, it's not just all fucking rainbows and sunshine. 
It's never, it is never all of that. My daughter is never watching these romantic <laughs> comedy princess movies. They, they trick you into thinking that that's what life yeah. is. Right. And then when shit hits the fan, how are you going to show up? And our society is like, oh, he just does something I don't like, or she's like this. And it's like, no, 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 you're not for me. And I think it's one of the reasons why we got married so fast was because God was like, you're not going to run this time. The next time he just does something that you don't like. And you're like, he must not be the one, right? It's just so silly. That's not how relationships are meant to be. If you break it down, that's not how anything is supposed to be. Like, and we, if you take that and break that apart to your career, your boss, a client that you interact with, like we are always so, we are in this new world that we're so quick to be like, "Mm, not for me, not doing the work that cancel Cancel. society. Is that what they call it? Cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's how I grew up. You know, my mom is one of six children and half of them are divorced. Some are married twice. Like I come from not knowing my dad, my mom is divorced. Like you, you name it. I see things not working out. So I could paint life through the lens of why bother this ain't going to work out anyways, you know? And, and literally that led me down the path of doing a 50, 50 handshake deal with my son's dad. Like, I mean, I, at this point I'm okay with him knowing it felt like a joke at the time, but really it wasn't. We had both come from broken homes. We both weren't close with our fathers. We both knew that we loved kids. That was the only thing that was like the common denominator. Like you, you'd make a pretty good dad. You'd make a pretty good mom. Okay. Well, we know this is probably never going to work out. So why don't we just say upfront now, 50, 50. And he's 11. And that literally is what we, we created that from our thoughts. We created that from not wanting to do the work individually at times, but then also collectively at times. And, you know, that's a whole nother 82 podcast episodes uh, of work to do, but you know, we all have to go on our own journey. And so, yeah, watching you commit to marriage and what it actually means has really made me believe in it again and made me see things for the hard work that needs to be put into certain things. And I think aside from cancel culture, we're into the, I don't want to work that hard. You know, this whole work smarter, not harder. I'm like, well, but you got to work harder first. You got to work still. You got to work, bitch. <laughs> what did Kim, Kim Kardashian say? Yeah. She didn't say it quite very nicely, but I got what she meant in her Kim K way. So what are some things that like when you're feeling, let's just say triggered or frustrated in, in we'll just use your marriage as an example that you do for yourself? Do we go back to these morning rituals? Do we have like techniques that we use to help you work through things or in the moment? Like, give me some examples of, of like whatever comes to mind when I ask you that. So I'm getting better at it. (laughs) Um, but I am very like quick to react. So I have really tried to just breathe and sit through and like, don't project my own past through maybe what Michael is saying that's triggering me. So I think in any relationship, self-awareness and taking it back on. And I'm not talking about relationships where you're being physically and mentally abused. And I'm not talking about relationships in that container, but just taking it back on myself and like, how did he mean this? Or maybe if I wouldn't have reacted that way, then it wouldn't have escalated the situation. And just being quiet, just be quiet. The art of listening and the art of not saying anything, just maybe that are the two things that could not escalate a situation that could just be so silly. Right. So 
getting quiet and or both listening. So maybe listening first and getting quiet. And a lot of times it's listening to our own thoughts. Like, why did I get so upset? And it's tuning into like how we reacted to a certain situation and allowing ourselves to process that feeling before we respond. And I think anybody listening can relate to that because I know we're not the only two quick to respond type of chicks. And that comes from a defense of what you've already shared in the beginning of the unworthiness of in that moment, maybe you didn't feel heard. Maybe in that moment, you didn't feel appreciated. Maybe in that moment, it was the 55th fucking time you asked someone to do something. And you're like, uh, hello, like those unworthiness and those, those early stage things that we talked about come up in different new ways, even when you think you're past or through certain things. And it's in that moment where you're like, this is my shit. Like, and, or if you did have a moment where you reacted going back and saying, this is why I said that. And I'm sorry, I'm still going to continue to work on that. I think anytime we can take accountability in a situation to allow that other person to, yeah, that's huge. I mean, I'm talking to myself too, because I think I have to give more credit when uh, to that awareness piece, when you are listening and validate someone's feelings and thoughts or shares, even if you fully don't freaking agree, like there has to be that moment of, yes, I see you. I, I acknowledge what you're saying. I hear you. And then take a beat, take a pause. You don't have to let them know right then in that second that you don't agree or that that's a hell no for you. And I feel like when we can do that for ourselves, how much better are we going to feel at the end of the day when we come back with a well thought out, empathetic way to address a situation? Because at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We all want to get along. We all want to have healthy relationships. We all want to feel good in our, in our situations. No one wants to go to bed mad. Well, and trying to understand the other person, really trying to understand and know that person and not take every single thing personally. Mm. That has been huge for me too. And just learning, let me just, let me understand my husband a little bit more. I am listening to men are from Mars, women are from Venus right now. I've had this book on my shelf for probably 15 years. I don't know why I've never read it. It probably would have saved me a lot. over the years, but I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's amazing how much this book makes sense. If I don't, I think every woman, you know, if you're a guy, read it too. If you're a woman, you should, if you're in a relationship, read, listen to the book because you're like, oh yeah, he does that. Oh yeah. I'm like that. It'll save you so much headache. Well, I think the more we can understand ourselves and that's why remember when you were in your early twenties and like women in their forties would be like, wait till you're in your forties. That's when life's great. Cause you stop giving so many fucks and you're, you're more own, own of who you are. Like, yeah. Cause you're 40, you lived 40 plus years. No wonder you're at that point. And now I'm at that point. I'm, I'll be 42 next month. And I'm like, I give a lot more fucks about certain things. And I give a lot less about things that I can't control or that don't matter anymore. Right. What I do care about is you know, what's right in front of me and being present and being a good listener. So that I can really understand a situation before I make judgment or make a call or say something that I can't unsay. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this podcast is sharing other people's experiences of how they navigate that kind of stuff and the transition from where you were, because I'm sure somebody listening today uh, relates to the, our stories of partying and connecting with friends, doing drugs and going out on the weekends and I mean, hell, I shared this story too. That's how I met my son's dad. Like, it's not the greatest foundation for anything. So no wonder we had a fucking 50-50 handshake deal on having a goddamn kid. Like, what? Um, Yeah, it all makes sense now, right? Uh, I should write a book. (laughs) Women are, no. Um, But with all that being said, like, now in our 40s, we can become aware of the things that we don't want to keep on repeat. And it's it's an opportunity. I know you're still in your 30s, but it's an opportunity to kind of just figure out, like, who am I? 
what do I want and what do I need? I think when you can get clear on those couple of things, it makes life so much easier. And you can come from that place of like, go back to those questions. What do I need in this situation? And what is my outcome goal? Like what, if I fight with this person or if I cause a stink or if I drop them, like what was the outcome? And, and being, knowing that you're in control of that, but then also recognizing that like nothing, not everything needs a hard stop or a hard, like, you know, and not everything needs a conversation. Honestly, True. you gotta love that. pick and choose your battles. And my girlfriend, Miranda, she's like, she thinks about with her younger daughter. She's like, am I willing to die on this mountain? Do I want to die here? Nope. No, just like some things just let go. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to always be a fight or a conversation or, you know, something or, you know, big to go around whatever's happening. What would be some good I am statements for anybody who does have a hard time of letting go of certain little things that they just, they just want to ride things till they like, it's like one of those things you can't let shit go. What would be some good I am statements for someone who they wake up and they're still super frustrated about the outcome of a situation or they're like, they want to not let things die or they're willing to go to the fucking grave with certain things. Just like, I am surrendering Mm. surrender. Surrendering has been one of my biggest benefits of just like, just letting go, let things come and go as it's supposed to tighter. We grip on things, the less control we actually have. Right. So it's not surrendering and like letting go as in like, you're not going to do anything. It's just like, just sit and chill for a minute. I handle challenges with ease and grace. And I recently, someone told me this. I don't like the word hard. I don't keep hard in my vocabulary. Like life is not hard. I usually use challenges. Well, someone recently told me replace challenges with opportunity. Okay, so if there's a challenge, if something's going on, like what what is the opportunity here for me to grow? Mm. So I really like I use I handle challenges with ease and grace a lot. I am I am at peace. I am relaxed. I am joyful. I am happy. I am playful. Like when you want to be playful and you want to show up as a happy, joyful, radiant woman, you're not going to let these little things. Like that's not where your power lies in these little things. Do you really want to be that woman? I don't. I don't want to be nagging and complaining, you know, up my husband's ass all the time, you know? I want to be happy and joyful and playful and and for anyone who's like, "Oh, well that must be nice." You know, you want to be everybody wants to feel that way. But when you really commit yourself to showing up like that, your life changes. So, even if my husband's not taking the initiative to change. But if I take the initiative to change, he, he changes, right? Like how powerful are we that we can change a situation just by how we show up Mm, and our behavior. But so many times our ego wants them to show up that friend to say, I'm sorry. Well, maybe they're not going to say sorry, but maybe if you open the conversation, then things will happen. Yeah. I love that. Such good tools. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. I feel like there are so many more to come. Vanessa and I are going to connect on the regular. She's already ordering her new headset and all of the mics and all the things. Nubia will, is our other girlfriend you'll meet soon. Her and I are scheduled for uh, a podcast episode soon. And then the three of us are going to sit down and have some really awesome, vulnerable conversations around how we navigate through things. And we all work with clients on either a coaching base or, you know, Vanessa with photography did a lot of coaching around brand development and getting 
getting to know people's mission and why and how they're showing up and what what's important in their business. So we have so much we want to share with you guys. I know that as this podcast evolves, I'm just always so appreciative of the support and the shares and the reviews from 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 these episodes. And if there's things that you want to know, uh, you hear three girlfriends talking like what are those questions that come up? maybe in your world or in your life that you don't have anybody to ask those questions to. If you want to submit those without your name, totally fine. If you want to give us a little backstory of your situation, we would love to just take these comments, conversations, questions, and kind of talk them out in a, in a red circle tabletop women type of a vibe. Because yeah, all three of us are in different stages in our life, but we've all committed to serving and showing up because it serves us also, but it also is one of those things that I think three of us are naturally gifted at. And if you are somebody who loves to serve and talk about things that light you up in a passionate, purposeful way, I suggest strongly that you check out my Start Your Damn Podcast course because amplifying your voice through podcasting is the amazing, the most perfect way to talk about the things you love with people that get you excited to talk about those things. And so Instead of convincing my friends to have their own podcast, I've convinced them to get on this podcast with me and just, you know, do some deep dive conversations around shit that's like real. And going into 2023, that's all we have the capacity for is real, honest, raw, vulnerable conversations. Vanessa, to many more chats with you on here. I love you so much. So much fun. Uh, We'll have all of our little takeaways and and stuff and notes in the show notes. So if you guys want to go look at those after this episode. I'm going to put all the I am affirmations in there and kind of the list of things that she gave us around meditating, the EFT and journaling for you guys to practice on your own. No downloadables, just go check it out and connect with Vanessa online. She's on social, always like showing up and, and pouring into her, her community of people that hang out with her. So what is your Instagram name? So everyone knows I'll also have it on the show notes. That's uh, miss MRS period Vanessa underscore Sotile. Mrs. It's a Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> She's yes, a Mrs. Yes, now. Mrs. Yeah, girl. All right, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode of Unscripted. Creating this podcast is as much fun as it sounds. And it's not hard. You're worthy of sharing your expertise with the world. So I've broken it down so you can start your own damn podcast in four weeks or less. Head to the link in the show notes to start now.